You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hi guys, this is Maria JD and welcome to Art Heroes Podcast and in this episode I'm gonna talk with uh, the guy who won Monster Challenge that we were hosting uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Joel Moran from Puerto Rico created this amazing piece that went absolutely viral, everybody reposted it and I'm just curious what did this do to Joel if anything and uh, how was this piece created and also what Joel does in normal life when he's not participating in the challenges so what he's up to and uh, maybe if we can get any tips from him on how to create a piece that everybody will love well let's see what he has to say cheers all right Joel, we are now live and thank you so much for coming to the Art Heroes podcast and uh, it's actually amazing to see you in person after uh, after checking out your work for so long. So yeah, very, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, me too, actually. So um, just a quick introduction to everybody who's uh, listening right now or watching whatever you guys are doing. Joel, uh, I know Joel because... He won Monster Challenge that Art Heroes uh, were hosting before Halloween, so just like recently. And uh, um, Joel created this, um, I forgot the name of the artwork, this amazing pumpkin monster. <laughs> what was the uh, name, Joel? Uh, Night, uh, Night of the Living Pumpkins. Exactly, the Night yes. of the Living Pumpkins. And uh, this is like a crazy example when the artwork just got so viral um didn't it uh yeah actually yeah i was like i was really surprised uh by the amount of track it got i was not expecting that so it was really really fun to see yeah i know just totally picked up i think it was a great moment um for everybody was looking for halloween related monstrous artworks i think and uh Yours was not only a great idea, but it was also beautifully executed. So yeah, so I wanted to chat to you about what you do in normal life <laughs> when your work does not go viral, but also a little bit about um, that artwork specifically. So yeah, yeah, let's get going. Awesome, sounds good. Let's do it. Okay, so first and foremost, let's start with you. Like, can you just quickly introduce yourself? I don't know, just a little bit about you. Um, well, hi, uh, I'm Joel. Uh, I'm from Puerto Rico. It's a very small island uh, in the Caribbean. And well, uh, for a little bit about myself, uh, I started uh, doing art from very little uh, at school, like just doodling. And I never thought I could uh, take it seriously, you know. Um, then due to, you know, life events that happened for me, it was actually a hurricane that happened uh, it was a category five hurricane um i was working as a in marketing and just it was okay i guess and then when that hurricane happened and it's just like this huge shift that everything looked apocalyptic like if it was going to be the end of the world uh on a small, a small island of course um but still um, everything shifted and that was a good moment for me to think about what I wanted in, like, 
for my life to see all the options I had and all the potential, uh, like all the things that I could potentially do. And art was one of them. So we had no power for over almost a year. So I just What? started to, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. Like to this day, we still have things going on because of that hurricane. And yeah, so I just started jeweling daily. Uh, it was October actually. And I started doing the, um, is it called Inktober? Yeah. 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 I, start, I started doing Inktober and yeah, that's just how it started. Like how my serious career as an artist started. And then I learned about more, a little, a little bit more about 3D. I'm like, oh, I want to try 3D. So let's do it. And I just got into a really small school. Uh, just for one year and yeah now I'm here wow working, working for a small studio here as well so well, and what do you what do you do as an artist like professionally now what's the uh, small well, right studio now, like focused on so the small studio is focused on making uh, VR games uh, like VR experiences for more more for closed business um, it's not really open but um we just make uh, right now we're working on a golf vr game mm -hmm. and yeah i just make all the 3d assets and put them in the engine and so it's i'm working more of as a generalist right now um focused on 3d mm -hmm. right wow how is it actually can you talk to me a little bit how is it living without power so supply for a year does it mean that you were running like generators all the time or Yes, we had, so we had a generator. We were lucky to have a generator because not many people had generators and food as well because not many people had a lot of food, sadly. Um, so I remember that I just started with paper and then I used all my savings from the previous work that I had lost to buy myself an iPad Pro. So whenever the generator would be plugged in and turned on, I would just put my iPad to charge and then use that when we turned it off so I could draw and learn by myself. Wow. Uh, yeah, This is impressive. I'm like, uh, I'm a little bit shocked by the story because uh, it's definitely not the usual way to get started. And I think that's also... Um, yeah, really uplifting to see that you you made it your career. Uh, yeah, I agreed. Uh, like I didn't expect it myself, uh, and it's it's a it's a blessing at the same time. But at the same time, it's like it's not so good. <laughs> no, no, of course, yeah. of course. But you know, I think it's um, it's just uh, we all have different circumstances, and uh, being able to take advantage of global well, or let's say your local downtime to um work on your skills this is uh you know just just great so um okay let's talk a little bit about uh your piece so i'm just gonna awesome. pull it on the screen oh i'm not gonna do it now but uh, everybody who's watching already see it on the screen so um <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about the story and the concept and uh, uh, how you like came to um, just creating that? Uh, sure. Um, well, I was actually, uh, from the beginning, I wanted to do a pumpkin and do like a creature 
uh, not like too scary but creepy at the same time and cute just mixing all those things so i just started doing the sh random shapes and that's usually a, a shape i go for just round and small <laughs> uh so i went for that and i ha i didn't have a story developed by then uh but i remember uh one of those nights i was watching rewatching actually paranorman that's one of my favorite movies and then i remember about night of the living dead yes okay so, yeah so then i was like oh my god i can just do something like a night of the living pumpkins like a night where all the pumpkins come to life just to you know on halloween where people have to survive it to go through and you know the halloween night so yeah yeah that's what i did okay so um did you count how many times this work has been shared and uh um and yeah in like different different uh platforms uh <laughs> i i don't count it but i do pay attention to it um because it it is very nice to see because i know um art station shared it uh marmoset also shared it um i think there was another there were a few other websites that shared it as well and that i had not realized and it is nice because uh, i didn't really when i posted it i didn't really intend it to be like that i didn't you know didn't play the social media game where you put all those uh you know you tag a lot of yeah those companies and all that like i just put two of them and that's it uh so i was really surprised to see that and it was a really good you know good feeling to see that from all the previous works that i've done finally there's this one that they liked and they decided to share <laughs> holiday so it was really exciting all right so um but besides you know like that's actually one thing that i'm curious about because uh, everybody wants to get their work noticed on uh, on social media and as you say like you know playing the social media game and uh, yada 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 so um did it mean what did it mean for you professionally did you get something out of it um Well, as professionally, I think uh, I made a lot of uh, connections in terms of uh, people in the industry that do the same thing. Uh, I think that's the main purpose and should be the, like at least the main purpose of social media. Uh, I myself, uh, I admit I'm not that connected with social media for as much as I would love to, I, I would love to do so, but not everyone has that talent of being good at social media. And so I just use it to my advantage whenever I can uh, and whatever comes from it. Well, I just appreciate it and just take advantage of it as, as well. And yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. So um, but in terms of like, did you get, I don't know, any um, collaboration requests or proposals or something that would mean uh, more than just like likes oh. and shares? Oh, uh, no, 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 not really. Uh, I just got to know a lot of more people and a lot of people that work in studios as well. And I also got a lot of friends telling me, telling me that, hey, you need to get hired by a bigger studio. I'm like, uh, someday, someday. <laughs> okay, okay. But do you actually uh, want to move on at some point or? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. Yes. Uh, here in Puerto Rico, we don't really have like a stable uh Um, how do you say it? like industry yeah um, it's very like it's on its baby steps so it's 
good and frustrating at the same time because you need to make the best out of it and with not so many tools so yeah. right now it's just me and a small team of people like I only know one other artist like that does the same as me here in Puerto Rico and that's it it's it's very lonely here very very lonely <laughs> okay okay uh well so I guess like at least being connected a little bit better that are like with other people that do the same thing is already yeah oh nicer okay yeah because you know it's uh, uh I was just chatting I was checking the stats of uh that post I'm sorry about being a little bit uh, social media geeky but no uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> But uh, the Night of the Living Pumpkin, Pumpkin did really great, and uh, when we posted, when we posted it, uh, because you won the first prize as the challenge winner, uh, so when we posted that, it was seen by hundred thousand people, roughly, so ninety-seven thousand or something, uh, or roughly hundred thousand, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> crazy if you think of exposure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's just uh, also, I think, an interesting notion that doesn't, uh, all the exposure doesn't necessarily directly translate into, you know, opportunities. So there is still mm -hmm. a little bit of vanity. So, okay. Um, and uh, can you talk to me a little bit more about the same uh, Night of the Living Pumpkin? Like maybe a little bit about your process and tools because uh, the work is beautiful. And uh, yeah, maybe just a little bit about your workflow since I assume there is not much of uh, um, non-disclosure agreements around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Unless you no make problem. me sign one right now. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, as for the workflow, I really wanted to follow uh, the challenges rules. So I started with uh, ZBrush only. Okay. And I tried to get as much done on ZBrush. And like, uh, that's something I've never done before. Uh, try to get it as polished on ZBrush to then later just add minor details on the uh, texture. So yeah, after uh, doing a ZBrush, I did all the UVs in ZBrush as well. So I just exported it to Substance Painter to give it that little pop of color and well actually no i pre-textured it in zbrush and then i imported that to substance to just give it a little bit more pop um and then after that it was just all marmoset and setting all the lights and settings to do a nice render um at first i didn't think of putting multiple pumpkins in the background uh, until i just decided to make some extra arms and 3d and then I just started duplicating them. I was like, ah, this is so <laughs> exciting. Uh, it was it was a really fun process and I had a blast, uh, but I always made sure, because I, I also work, I work during the day. So I made sure I at least put like four hours of the night on the project each day. Um, so yeah, that was basically my workflow, just four hours at the night, uh, every night, uh, in just one week, uh, from ZBrush to Substance and to Substance to Marmoset. Yeah. And what was uh, the most challenging for you about this specific project? Um, I think the most challenging was, I think I got stuck mostly on the story behind it because okay. uh, I was, I got to a point where I wanted to add more um, just to, you know, make the story more clear. Mm -hmm. um, but then more sometimes is not good. So it was a little bit tough 
trying to not overdo it. Uh, so I just added minor details like in the story I had, like it's Night of the Living Dead, but I imagine like it's this uh, ranch or like field of pumpkins where people were working and then just all of a sudden he wakes up and then one of them has a garden fork stuck on their head because it was actually a person running away from it. Uh, so yeah, cool. I think that was the toughest one. All right. Well, I think you pulled it off. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, since now you have this one successful piece behind your back, uh, do you think you will be, that was pure luck or there is something about it that you know now that makes it likable and you will be able to replicate that? Um, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I agree with that. Um, I did notice compared to other projects I've done before uh, with this one, it, fe it felt more like I was doing it for myself. Um, like my style, like what I want to, like what I like for real, like, because uh, the past projects I have, it's just me uh, exploring new workflows or just trying new techniques and just putting a project out there using the workflow for a studio or something like that. So having the freedom freedom to do just what I, whatever I wanted uh, made me realize that this is a style I like, it's a style I want to replicate, and it's definitely something I'll do uh, again, for sure. Right. So um, talking about the style, actually, I always have a hard time talking about the style because it's really difficult to describe, but uh, let's try. Let's try. So uh, since, again, like this experience, what do you think makes your style? Um, I mean, there's many styles and sometimes like a lot of styles are very similar to each other, mm -hmm. uh, whether or not, you know, I warned you, it's hard to talk about style. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> uh, but I guess for me, uh, there's this, um, there's this quirkiness uh, in my work um, that at least I know that it defines me and the group of people around me as well know how to say when it's my work and when it's not so i guess as an artist you because I, I don't really know what my okay yeah it is tough to talk about <laughs> i told you yeah, i'm like man you're gonna struggle right now <laughs> yeah because i as an artist because i know everyone can have a style and there's a lot of set styles and i as an artist don't really think of this style i just do what i love to do yeah um but i know i have a style or at least something there that can define me because a lot of people that I talk to or whenever they see my work they know it's me and yeah. I think that's what matters when it comes yeah. to style so basically for you having a style is just having um something recognizable <laughs> that you can by looking at let's say a few pieces you can connect the dots mentally mm -hmm. yeah. so kind of yeah. this is the same guy <laughs> Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, okay, so do you bet you can make another like really, really likable piece? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually uh, after I wanna I lately I've been on a like an artist train or something like that, and I've been doing more work than usual. So whenever I'm done with my real life work I just instead of watching movies and playing games I'm just sitting on the computer uh just 
keeping that consistency and working. So after the Halloween challenge, I actually started working on a on a new one. Uh, it's an alien. I I love creatures. And yeah. I love aliens as well. So and I love portraits. So I'm doing a portrait of an alien. I think I've seen your uh, whip on Instagram. Uh, Yes, I have it right here. And it's actually fully textured and everything right now. Really? Okay. I don't know if you can see it. No, I don't actually. It reflects. But uh, I'll make sure we'll pull it up on the screen now. So here's the alien. And uh, I'll put a link on the show notes as well. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, (laughs) cool. So... uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. That was really cool about that uh, about that uh, project, and uh, and yeah, also really really interesting. I also wanted to touch a little bit on the base of uh, VR games. Um, mm-hmm. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I see the you know your your desk and the the two joysticks or what are they oh, called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the controllers for. Yeah, the, the controllers. The yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so, do you also play, or that's for work? Uh, it's for work, but I also play with it because uh, it was provided by the by my company, and we were given the permission to use it for our own enjoyment. So I play with it a lot. <laughs> that's my exercise routine, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. part of it part of it at least (laughs) you know like one of my first experience play experiences playing a vr game so i also have one at home and so uh there was a climbing game Um, oh yeah forgot the name of it but uh oh i think think. huh the climb yes yeah definitely the climb so so i was was playing the climb and it was just like uh in the start of the lockdown well long story short i fell <laughs> oh yeah i i've, I've been there Don't because worry. i was it's, really it's so... <laughs> trying to reach that rock so next thing that happened i literally collapsed and almost broke the controller yeah i i know that feeling i've been there many times so it's normal don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah it's part of yeah. it yeah things that happen so um artistically how far do you think vr games are from just you know standard um standard like other uh desktop desktop games like flat games oh they're they're really far honestly um uh, because right now uh vr i would say is at the stage of playstation 2 (laughs) if, if that makes any sense uh but like it is there it has a good quality and you can do something really nice with it but it's not to that level yet but it's vr since it's growing and it just started recently actually i'm pretty sure it's going to get there pretty soon so it's pretty exciting okay and uh uh, why do you think it's at the level of playstation 2 because of the ass Um, like because of the uh like the the physics behind it because of the mechanism because of the you know the visuals or uh all all of that because um when you work with vr you well at least in my experience when we work with vr we try to make something nice and presentable and something that looks visual visually nice but at the same time we need to have in mind that it needs to be optimized like extremely optimized um 
to a level that is just that becomes the hardest part like trying to balance okay we have to make something nice but it has to be optimized uh like low poly count um all has to be baked uh no like real lighting so i don't know if that yeah makes yeah sense, no but... it makes sense yeah everything does make sense of course um, um yeah so um like would you say that for you as an artist this the the actual struggle is to fit um like the let's say the creativity within the technical possibilities yes at least in the game industry i would say is more along those lines although right now the line between games and films is very thin uh, like you can do almost the same visuals in both uh but still games require a little bit more optimization and that's actually some of the things i find really interesting about the industry having to make something nice but having a set of limitations so you have to like work around it on all the logistics to get something nice and yeah within that range so that's that's why i love it actually i think actually some constraints are fine because it also mm -hmm. helps you to take yes. choices, <laughs> like definitely, the definitely. main choices that we all have to make. So, um, and uh, what are, like, have you tried like a variety of uh, uh, tools for um, art in VR? I'm, you know, I'm thinking like Quill and Medium and uh, uh, God knows what, uh, like, uh, and what's your preference if you can choose even? Um, by tools, you mean like uh, tools? Software on the software okay yeah. as software for vr um i haven't really used that many like i use the ones in the vr itself which is like school school okay. vr uh, quill as well is another really good program yeah which is the software actually yeah uh, cool, actually yes. i would prefer quill uh that i would say that's on the top for me okay Definitely. so you normally like in the within your studio pipeline you would work with quill directly um, no, actually, no, this, um, the way I work on my studio, it's just a basic uh, workflow, just starting in Maya. Oh, okay. And after Maya, if I want to add more details, ZBrush or just directly to Substance, um, but all of that, keeping, uh, keeping it to like the low poly and, you know, optimized. Um, optimized, Quill, yeah. Quill and all those programs, yes, you can use them for your game, um, but usually they're better for prototyping. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Okay. So, um, but like uh, you mentioned that you would personally just prefer Quill. Is it because of uh, the whole experience and usability or? Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's quite fun. Yeah, definitely. It's a really, really well-developed uh, program. You can do a lot of things with it, uh, like animations, um, sculpts. You can even do scenes. I've seen people that have done full games using Quill on uh, game gems. And it's it's crazy the amount of things you can do, which is bad. Um, so yes, I, I would say that's a really good tool to use. And uh, within, you know, a, a professional studio that specifically develops VR games, how long does it normally take to release one? Uh, oh. Because again, like I also know about Quill pipeline and uh, and you know, like how long it actually takes with Quill, but that's also a little bit more indie. Well, that's a, that's a really tricky question because 
a game can take its certain time, but usually a game time, a development time is set by when it has to be released. Like for example, the work we do, um, we have a client that they put a set day or we like schedule a set day, like, hey, the game's gonna be done by this time. And usually that I'm not in charge of that. The person in charge of that is someone that's not related to the pipeline at all. Yeah, yeah, so which, is, yeah. which is a normal way how things work. Yeah, but usually what happens with that is that they put a time that's not ideal. <laughs> so there's a, lot, there's a lot of crunch time. I like how you're time. diplomatic about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it because I like working uh, under the pressure. Uh, but I know it can create a lot of crunch time. And usually if like it all has, it's, it's, a, it's a collective, of, it has to work as a collective. And if it doesn't, it's going to go down. Okay. So yeah but. so okay so the time is not decided by the artist which is yes definitely so that could be i don't know one month two months one year two years um ideally i would say it depends also on the complexity of the game okay but if if it's something uh for say like the climb game i would say that would just take like six months or okay seven months or so mm -hmm. okay well that's yeah um that's i i know that uh um some like the, the there there are games that are never that are never uh finished in terms of development there's like an ongoing process so yeah. you know uh six months sounds um uh, sounds nice uh for a project uh so that you can yeah. already move on to the next thing agreed that's it's better that way actually because you don't want to be stuck in the same project forever Right. Yeah. And uh, have you ever thought of uh, like making your own project as of like your own game or something? Yes. A lot of times, actually. <laughs> like I have a group of friends that we all have the same uh, interest. Uh, so we have a document where we put ideas on games that we want to work or things we want to do as a game. Um, so eventually we're just going to sit down and be like, hey, let's start production. And yeah. Definitely, I want to. Be okay, there. cool. I wanna, I wanna know when that happens, so that uh, you know we can talk a little bit more about that as well. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll let you know for sure. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I took your word, okay. <laughs> Not just for the record, but like actually, yes. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, um, Joel, um, I've got we've got a little tradition here on the podcast. I think mm -hmm. I already. Uh, give you a little preview of that. Uh, we run a little questionnaire. So um, that's 10 questions. You're allowed to reply with uh, a few words. Okay. So, um, and uh, if you're ready, I'm gonna put you through this experience before we round up. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good? Okay, yes. let's go. So what's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home? Uh, distractions will always be, be there. Um, just whenever you're distracted, it means that you need rest. So just do that. I mean, it's not always rest, but whenever you're distracted, just get distracted, but always make sure <laughs> to go back to work. Uh, <laughs> at least the way I deal with it is like, I put my distractions within my workflow. So if I, if I get distracted and I want to watch a movie, well, I watch a, a movie while working. 
and yeah, it's two, like two, two in one. So it's a win-win for me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like how you're kind to yourself. Like, <laughs> just get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> it's because distractions will always happen, and I think that's, and. If you want to get distracted, but you push it, then you'll get frustrated, which frustration is also really good while working because that means that you're learning. Um, but still, just distractions are normal. Just make sure they don't take your whole day and always make sure to take care of yourself as well. All right. Great tip, huh? Um, number two, what's your favorite tradition or holiday? Um, I would say Halloween. I mean, I have many. I love Halloween and Christmas, so I would say those two. Uh, okay. But mainly Halloween, for sure. Okay. Um, well, this year you definitely had a fun Halloween, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Kind of. Uh... <laughs> At home. Yeah, I know. Watching movies. Yeah, <laughs> getting distracted. Yes, definitely. Okay, I've got a question that you partially answered. What's your favorite way to get in some exercise um, after well, VR? <laughs> so exercise is a little bit tricky because I know it's hard to schedule exercise uh, into your own schedule. Uh, it's not something people love, but it's, it is actually essential for us artists because we're sitting down for many hours unless you have a standing up desk, which I don't. Um, yeah which i don't either yeah <laughs> so if you don't have a standing desk always make sure you do exercise uh like for me it is um so i i don't really enjoy doing exercise uh because i just get bored of doing the same movements all over again <laughs> um so i use vr first to just you know move a little bit yeah, yeah yeah to start you know start the engines and all that and then after that, after that, I just either go for a jog or do some okay. stretching or some cardio or, or yeah, more cardio. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, number four, what's your most used uh, emoji? Um, I think it would be, I don't know the name of it, but it's like a laughing and a tear going down. Cause it's like, I think it's like an anxious, anxious laugh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That defines me a lot. And I'm a very relaxed person, but I'm also a very anxious person. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, what's your source of uh, inspiration? Um, my source of inspiration would be, uh, oh my, this is a really tough one because I just, I don't really like track my inspiration. I just get inspired by everything that's around me. Well, you just answered. Uh, <laughs> true <laughs> um but other than that to be more specific it would be things like uh for example i love guillermo del toro uh, uh -huh. i also love movies like from like all the like production movies i think they're all great and they have a really cool style um yeah and, like how. yeah i think those two are one of the mains and i can't think of any other right now Okay, cool. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, okay, the best piece of advice I've been giving is, so I had this t-shirt that once told me, um, whenever you get frustrated, just keep going because that's when you learn the most because you're just getting frustrated because you don't know what you're doing or you don't know the, the like, yeah, you just don't know what you're doing or so you get frustrated. So. 
push it when you get frustrated and you'll learn a lot, like a lot. Don't wow. stop when you get frustrated. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. So eventually frustration just means that you're moving the right direction. Yes, agreed. If you don't get frustrated when learning, it's not good. Okay. It's the way they taught me. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, how do you celebrate little victories? Um, I don't really celebrate. Okay. Victories, to be honest. I mean, it's not that I don't celebrate it. I'm, I love celebrating. So, but like nowadays, at least like when I won the, uh, the Halloween monster challenge. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I celebrate it by just like sharing it with my family and all that. And then my partner, uh, just went out and bought a cake. So I, oh. yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it's, I celebrate it very small. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's still celebration, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It was okay. a cake. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if you could see one movie again for the first time, which movie that would be? And wait. Um, I would go with The Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yes. Just watched it last uh, week again. <laughs> oh, it's, it, I think it's such a good movie. Uh like it's a movie I can watch anytime, but the first time I saw the movie, I'm so impressed by the, like, and the time it was created, like uh, the world, uh, like the world they're in, all the, the acting was stunning. Uh, the story is super fun as well. So yeah, definitely that, that would be the movie I would like to rewatch from start. Awesome. And uh, uh, finally, my final question, what's your backup career? Uh, I guess my backup career would be like, I don't, I used to work as a photographer before and I guess that would be technically my backup career, but it's not what I want to do. So it would be, I love baking or at least I want to try to be good at baking. So I guess <laughs> if nothing goes well in this industry, I'll just go to baking and making cakes and stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. All right, uh, Joel. Thanks so much. This uh, this has been amazing, really interesting, and uh, yeah, I love the whole like all the bits of your story, how they all uh, fall in pieces, and uh, you know, like best of luck with uh, everything that you do, and um, I want to see more viral pieces from your side, so that eventually, you know, more consistent action leads you wherever you want to be. So, you know. Yes, all for yes. the best. <laughs> yes, <laughs> amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Joel, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm gonna turn up the recording now and uh, yeah, uh, stay in touch. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening all the way until the end. If you did enjoy this episode, give us a like and also uh, let us know what was your biggest takeaway, what did you learn from this episode and what did you like most of all. Just post it right here in the comments. We really, really appreciate when we uh, hear something from you and uh, also let us know in the comments what is that one thing that you would like to hear in the future interviews. Well, that's it for today. I'll see you next week as always. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, 
more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero. Thank you.